Hi everyone, welcome to episode one of Talking Tech with Lee. I'm your host, Lee, your local tech enthusiast on the airwaves coming at you. So what's this podcast going to be about? Um, I'm a tech enthusiast, as I mentioned already, and there's some stuff that I just like to get off my chest and have a chat about. I may have guests, I may have other people coming on to the podcast to talk about stuff as well. Um, Not yet though, it's just going to be me, a microphone, and my opinion, whatever that means. So, um, interesting start to the week, because it is June in 2020, and there was a little thing called WWDC that's been going on this week. Now, it's a little bit different than previous weeks, uh, previous years, I should say, of course, because it is in the cloud. It's cloud-based WWDC. And that's different because normally you would get a whole heap of developers over in the Apple campus to catch up and to talk and to learn and to discuss what's coming up, what's what's happening. Um, that didn't happen. And we can thank our good friend Corona for that. Um, It's kind of thrown every tech-based catch-up, keynote, presentation, out the door because it's just not happening in 2020, so deal with it. Anyway, Apple did really well. They've had a whole pre-recorded keynote, which had some amazing transitions. If you haven't checked it out, you can have a look at it at apple.com. You can watch the whole keynote there, and they did a they did a really nice job. They did a they did a um, an introduction to iOS fourteen, uh, which is these are all due out in the fall in in the states, so around October, depending of course of if things are still happening. Um, it's all due out then, and yeah, it was iOS seven seventeen. I'm ahead of myself. It was iOS fourteen. It was Mac OS Big Sur or iOS uh, Mac OS 11. Um, it was iPad OS, which I don't think has a number, I guess 14, and Watch OS. So they, they do the whole lot. It's all, it's all for developers. It's a software event. And they talk about basically what's coming up and they give the developers a heads up of all the new functionality that the different bits of bits of hardware can can do that apple have and they invite them along and usually and they they say this is what we're capable of doing with the hardware please learn so you can incorporate these different things into this into the software and you can write software and applications that utilize all these new amazing things that can be done so that, that went ahead. Um, it all looks pretty good. Um, it's worthwhile to note that at, by this stage, whether you're an iPhone person or an Android person, they're, they're really close now. So they're very mature operating systems. We're, we're up to 14, for Pete's sake. So Android's up to version 10. So And they're on, on 11 at the moment. They're very mature operating systems, and they they weren't they're not mature in the fact that you talk about Mac or Windows, um, because they obviously go back much further. But these are mature operating systems that are modern. Okay, they're based on modern code, 
and modern development. So that's a good thing. That's, that means that um, you know between updates, now they're pretty, they're pretty set on how they work. Um, so there were a couple of big things that I kind of wanted to mention and talk about. So let's get right into it. Okay, so iOS 14. Let's kick it off with iOS 14. Not a huge amount of change in extra features when it comes to extra features, but quite a big change in how we manage our home screen. It's about time too, because my home screen, and I'm looking at it now, is just getting a little bit ridiculous. Okay, so we've got just kind of apps everywhere. I've got folders on some screens. I've got some screens that just have app icons. Um, it's getting a bit out of hand. That's okay. I don't, you know, I'm not adverse to the fact that that's what will happen sometimes. But it gets to a point where, you know, where, where version 14, it's pretty mature. Android's had a really good management of, of app and home screen for years and years and years now. So come on, Apple, let's just get with it. And they've finally listened to what we should be doing. So they've come up with a with a um, with two, I guess, two items that that are that are really interesting. So the first one is widgets. So widgets, if you've if you've used an Android phone, you'd be aware of, of how the widgets work. It's basically um, part of that grid that we still have on on each screen. Um, it's still it, conforms to the grid, but it has it's a, it allows the widgets that you would normally see if you swipe over to the left-hand side of your screen. Um, they're, they're kind of those widgets, but they're a, a beautiful version of those widgets, if that's what you want to say. Um, and they can be dragged into the home screen. Now, you can check it out at apple.com slash iOS slash iOS dash 14 dash preview, or you can just Google iOS 14 and you'll get the same thing. So worthwhile doing because it's um, you'll see exactly how it works. And, and there's only Apple widgets that have been created so far because developers have only just gotten their hands onto this stuff. But it enables you to drag your widgets into, you know, onto your home screens or into, into your screens that you have. Um, so it could, the ones they show are a calendar widget, there's a weather widget, there's a, a news widget. There's a, there's a thing called a smart widget, which is pretty cool. It goes through... Um, shows different information depending on the time of day. They're a bit hit and miss, to be honest. Um, the idea is cool, the concept is, is really good, but whether or not it actually ends up being as good as that, um, we'll have to wait and see. We'll see what happens. The um, the idea of having widgets though, um, and and kind of changing up that home screen, that, that familiar grid, um, has been a long time coming. So they've brought, brought it in, it's gonna be, you know, Apple, of course, do beautiful stuff, but it's going to be interesting to see what developers do when they get their hands on this. Okay, so it could be if you're a, if you're a sports star, it could be a sports star. If you're a sports fan, it could be um, live scores, a, you know, a tile that kind of updates with, with live scores for you. If you are um, the Apple Health, they've already got one for Apple Health, which shows you, you know, similar to what you've got on the Apple Watch. So very cool. It's cool. It's a long time coming, but it's here. And 
let's see what developers can do. So that's that's the first one. The second one, which I think is more important than the widgets, and that is a, 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 a feature called App Library. So App, app Library is what we, um, how we, now we manage our, our, our apps. So if you're coming from Android, if you're an Android user, they've got a thing called the App Drawer, which essentially is where all your apps go. And then you can then drag whatever apps you would like to see on your home screens. So again, difficult to kind of explain, but if you, if you head over to, to the Apple website, you'll be able to see it. And essentially it, it does two things. It automatically categorizes apps for you in their own category. And this is based on what category it is stored in the app store and it will automatically categorize though. There's two um, folders at the top, one called suggestions, which again uses machine learning to try and bring to the top apps that you use all the time. And to the right of that, there's a recently added. So if you've downloaded new apps, it will automatically populate that. Then below that, they've got social entertainment categories, Apple Arcade, that type of thing. Um, very nice. And then at the very top, we've got an app library search, which if you click in there, it will then automatically default to a list view that you can scroll through, which is an alphabetical order. Thank you, Apple. Oh my God. Why was that so hard? Anyway, so that's, and then you can, you can actually still um, um, have as many home screens as you want um, as you've currently got. But then you can hide these too. So you could essentially have one home screen with just maybe a half a dozen apps or, or 10 apps on it. And then you slide over to the app library and that's all you have. Perfect, what a perfect, perfect um, solution to, to the app problem of, of having too many apps. So excited about that. Um, we've, had, we've seen on YouTube, there's a few people that have, have installed the, the beta. Um, it, is still for developers only, um, probably till next month. I've mentioned in July, there'll be a public beta. I may install it depending on how adventurous I feel. Um, I've got a backup phone, so that's that's something. But um, if you've only got one phone, generally don't do it. It's gonna, it's gonna make you, your, bad, your bad day worse. 2020 is hard enough as it is. You don't, you don't, you don't need encouragement. Um, to make things worse when apps and the main reason is um, not only is it it's still early development software but the apps that developers create that you probably use all the time have not been updated to allow for any changes so they're going to crash they're not going to work you could lose data that sort of stuff so just be really careful with installing betas on when you've only got one device if you've got a spare one lying around go for it fill your boots um, anyway so they're the two big features that 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 are that are coming in iOS 14. Um, the other one, which was not as big but still, I think really important, is when you get a phone call on your iPhone, the whole screen is taken up with a full screen saying, you know, so and so is calling. Um, so whatever you're doing, it breaks you out of that, and it's jarring every time. Every time it's like, oh, come on, this is a pain in the butt. Every time it happens, so um, they're doing a similar thing that the Pixel phone that the Pixel phone does. They are popping a little card that comes down from the top of the screen with the name, um, who's calling, 
you know, you can still click on, you can still swipe down on that to get the full screen if you want to want to know a bit more information um, and different options. But that comes down with a simple um, answer or deny little circle button. And it kind of does the same for Siri as well, which is useful for those that use Siri. Um, we've got picture in picture on the iPhone. So we've had that on the iPad for a while. Um, you can now watch video. Um, it'll only work on YouTube if you have a YouTube premium subscription because YouTube. Um, there's some updates to messages, which is fine. Some more emojis, that's fine. Some update to maps. If you use that instead of Google Maps, is if you would. There's a new Translate app. Um, so you might have used Google Translate, which is a very good service. Um, it converts your language English into whatever else you want it to convert to, and you can have a conversation between the two. So it's basically an Apple version of that. And we'll see how well that works. Siri's not the greatest when it comes to picking up your voice and converting it. So they're getting better. They are better than they used to be. But um, we'll just have to check out how that works. Um, there's a whole heap of, of little things here and there. Um, one one little thing that I find I'm going to find extremely useful, and I've talked about this on on my YouTube channel, um, the ability to make an app default. So they're turning it on for two types of apps. They're turning it on for email apps and for browser apps, which is quite surprising. I would have thought they would have had it for music, um, but they do have a dog in that hunt. So maybe they won't, who knows. Um, but for the moment, um, you could say you use Gmail or Spark or any other third, third party mail client that isn't Apple Mail. It will let you decide that that's the default. So if you click on, you're on a website and, and you need to send a mail or you're using um, email on the share sheet, it will then automatically um, load up your third party default as opposed to Apple Mail, which is good, which is at the moment it just defaults to Apple Mail. Um, and likewise for Chrome, uh, sorry, likewise for your browser. So if you've installed Chrome or Firefox or any third-party browser, you can set that as the default um, instead of Safari, which is good. Um, it's a step, baby steps with Apple all the time. All this time, all the time I've got baby steps. One cool thing, if you have AirPods, um, even the first generation, second or AirPods Pro, it has automatic handoff for the, for the audio. So the way this works is if I'm, say I'm listening to a podcast um, on my phone, once I put that down and pick up my iPad, it gonna, it's gonna automatically flick over to my iPad audio connect my airpods to the ipad likewise to the mac as well so that's that's pretty clever that's and that's one of the reasons why we sit in this apple ecosystem um stuff like that it's good um again it's it's going to depend how it works um demos are great demos and 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 if you're if you've got airpods pro it's going to bring spatial audio so 3d kind of surround sound um, and it, it's quite clever what they did again how it works is 
how they demo and how it works at the end is going to be interesting because they may not be the same. Um, there's a few other things that aren't, I, I don't think are massively interesting. Um, so it's not, not worth mentioning here, but that's it for iOS 14. Um, as it goes further along the beta and I have it installed, I'll be able to give you some more insights. So let's move on to Mac OS Big Sur. All right, Big Sur. Horrible name. If you're American, it probably means a real lot. Doesn't mean anything to, to most of the world. <laughs> Sorry, American listeners, but any, that's what we've got, and who cares what it's called. Um, so biggest change here is a visual design upgrade. Um, they're getting really close to how iOS looks and sort of behaves, not more, more visual than anything else so far. But it's worthwhile um, mentioning because these, this is really where the two operating systems are going to end up meeting somewhere in the middle. We all kind of were hoping that iPad would get a macOS version. Um, and I guess sort of, it sort of does, but it's really iOS. Um, they've, they've made some good, good changes to iPad last year and got some new ones coming up as well. But um, it's a it's a it's a very visual update, and some people it's it's kind of polarizing for some people. Some people I think it's quite beautiful. It's quite very very attractive looking design. Um, haven't used it yet, so when it comes down to actually usability, we don't know until we get this in our hands. Um, they've gone for a, um, I guess they've kind of not stolen, but they're, they're using kind of a bit of the aero type look from 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 Vista. Um, that see-through transparency. Um, and we had a lot of that on iOS 7. Um, that transparency when they when they did the big redesign. So same guy that did iOS 7 is 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 in control of, of doing the redesign here. So he's got he's got a look, he's got a style, um, which is fine. It's not it's not I, I don't think it's gonna make a difference either way. And once you start using, once you're in the app, you're using the app, you don't really notice. Um, for the for the stock ma- uh, uh, Apple apps, it's going to be bigger change for you know using Photoshop or anything else. It's not going to be too much of a difference. Um, so anyway, so the, so the redesigned app, they redesigned the dock, um, a bit more transparency. They made the icons look squarish, like you know, rounded rectangle, like exactly like iOS. Um, They've made changes to Control Center for Mac. They've made that. It kind of looks touch interfacey, which is interesting because it isn't. And it's, as far as we know right now, in 2020, we're never going to get touch on a Mac. Um, it's going to be a probably a, a case of um, we're, we're saying one thing, but we're going to be doing another. And Apple do that all the time. So... How many times have they said they're not going to do something? Remember a stylus? If you use a stylus, you blew it. Famously, Apple um, introduced the iPhone. Steve Jobs said they don't want to see a stylus. We have an Apple Pencil now. I guess technically it's not a stylus. It's an Apple Pencil, maybe. Anyway, 
it is what it is. But they've, they've famously done backflips on saying no to something and then they end up doing it. Um, but time and place, they do it when the time's right. I believe that they have a pretty good track record of, of, of bringing, um, listening to users and seeing what's out there and what other people are doing, what other companies are doing, and then finding a, an 80% success rate for most people. 80% of the people are quite happy with what they what they bring out. Sometimes they're way off. There's a keyboard that we don't have to talk about, but <laughs> fix that, backflip again. So it's it just depends. Um, I think I think um, it's it's kind of looking like a touchscreen. It's going to be touchscreen, but we'll just see what happens. Um, either way, they're they're kind of getting closer to merging these two operating systems, which I think is a good thing. Um, they've they've um, brought notifications center um, to one screen. So there was a today screen and a notification center in in Catalina, which is what the current Mac version is running. Um, they've fixed that now. That's all going to be one, which is much better. And they're using the same widgets uh, that we see on iOS 14, which is nice too. So it's it's there's some continuity there. Um, there's some updates to Safari if you're want to shoot yourself in the face and use that. Um, a lot of updates on Safari. Um, still, It still lacks something for me. Um, I'm a Chrome user, and while Chrome's an absolute beast and a hog, there's still something about it, um, Safari that just some sites just don't seem to work as well. Um, loads fast, but yeah, it just this feels like there's something missing, and that's probably due to what how far they lock it down and stop a lot of the bad guys um following you around that's fine they're updating messages um with all the stuff that that that's that uh that they're bringing through on ios 14 which is good um what else they're doing some updates to search how the help spotlight search works the maps app like anyone's opened that before they're updating that as well so they're kind of they're kind of making everything bringing parity to everything um, on iOS and macOS. And that's where we lead into the real big change. So you may, have, you may have heard about this and you may not know what the significance is about Apple's move away from Intel chips. So the two second history is Apple used to have their own chips, um, PowerPC, they made them. Um, they were then getting to a point in, I'm going to say mid-2000, that in the mid-2000s, I should say, 20, 2005, 2006, I can't remember the, the year exactly, but they they needed to switch, uh, switch over to Intel because the chip, the PowerPC chips they were using just didn't have the power. And... Um, so they so they they announced a switch to Intel, which also opened up, funnily enough, for myself, brought me from Windows to the Mac. Now why? Because I could load Windows on my Mac, and it was a way for me to dip my toe into that the Mac operating system. Now in two thousand and five, and it actually might have been two thousand and seven by the time I think I actually switched over. Um, at that point in time, there weren't a massive amount of apps available for the Mac. So 
you know, um, iPhone apps, Mac apps, they, were, they just weren't, they were kind of ports of either they were, they were very Apple or they were ports of Mac apps, uh, of Windows apps that weren't great. So it wasn't, it wasn't a great time to be a Mac user, but it was kind of the very beginning of that transition. So I had an, I had a, I, I bought a MacBook Pro because I could run Windows on it. And I knew that if, if I hated it, it was a nice machine. It was a nice looking machine, but I knew if I hated it, I could still run, run Windows if I needed to. And I did for, for probably six months before I switched over to, and just use the Mac all the time um, or Mac OS all the time. So that was, that was, that was a couple of years process of, of converting apps from Intel to, uh, sorry, from PowerPC to Intel. And, um, they used um, conver- conversion tools, I guess, to, to run apps that weren't yet configured properly to run on Intel. Um, it, was a, it, was, it was a hit and miss, though. There were a lot of apps that were kind of using um, a tool f- to emulate um, PowerPC, and they, weren't, they didn't run great. There was, yeah, there's a, there, was, there was a bit of a mess, but it happened. And I thought that was going to be it. There were murmurings over the last couple of years that, Apple have now got chips in their iPad Pros that are faster than most laptops out there, most Windows laptops. So that's what we just assumed. At some point, Apple were going to pull the plug on Intel and basically take the chips that they've made for iOS and plug them into their computers. And that's what they announced yesterday. So they're, they've, they've called it... Uh, Apple Silicon, and that's where they're heading. And they they, they mentioned that it's going to be a two-year kind of changeover period, which is very short in terms of changing everything over. Um, they still have some Intel-based chips, um, Mac MacBooks coming out this year. So um, they want you to feel, you know, that they don't they don't want to to stop you from buying um, MacBooks because the first one with a with an Apple chip is is due by the end of the year they mentioned um, whether or not we see that is another thing with everything that's going on but they did mention that that yeah they're, they're sort of going to be supporting both for a couple of years for several years they said so if you've got an Intel Mac now if you buy an Intel Mac now you don't have to worry you're still going to be supported probably for the for the next five or so years um, which is a good good time in a in a computer language in computer years. Um, if the, if you get five years out of it, perfect. So they're moving everything over now. They demoed uh, Photoshop had been moved and it was very fast. They demoed all the all the Microsoft apps, I think, or a few of them. I think it was Excel and Word um, that were running okay. And of course, the Apple stuff um, ran beautifully. Now they were showing a Final Cut Pro. Um, video they were working on that was three 4k streams running and they were adjusting things on the fly as it was as it was generating um cool so that's fine you know i think it's a really good move um the the bonus is that they ha- they are in full control they are, they can control the whole way down from the software all the way through to the hardware um where intel were making it hard for them um, just in the way they delay, released their release schedule was all over the shop. So now they have full control over that. So a, a feature that doesn't even appear on the website anywhere, 
but everyone knows about it and all the people that are interested are talking about it. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Anyway, so that's 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 Mac OS, that's iOS 14. And that's the stuff that I think you should know about. So that's all we've got time for in this episode one of Talking Tech with Lee. Thanks for tuning in. Um, not sure of my frequency of these podcasts at the moment, but they'll be when I've got something to say. How about that? So you can find out more at leastoker.com. You can see my podcast list at anchor.fm slash leastoker. Or you can chat with me on, a twi- on Twitter at leastoker. Let me know what you think. But that's it for today. We will see you next time.